Welcome to the St George's Leeds Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoy the talk. The first thing I'm going to do is read the Bible verse that I chose for this sermon um, from Mark. Is that going to come up there? Because I don't have it here. Thanks. Great. (laughs) Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Right, so hello, my name's Joanna. I'm a member of the congregation here. Um, and for my day job, I also teach uh, theology at the University of Leeds. I know, right? I did decide whether or not to tell you that um, carefully. Um, the church calendar right, celebrates different events at different times of the year. For example, we recently celebrated Easter, and last week was Pentecost. But does anyone know what the church is celebrating today? Yeah? Shout it out. It's Trinity Sunday. Yeah, very good. So um, on Trinity Sunday, the church celebrates that God is one God in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But why is that worth celebrating? Why do we even believe such a kind of bizarre thing? And what practical difference could it possibly make? Well, those are the three questions that I want us to reflect upon in the next five minutes. <laughs> right, and even though I'm academic, it's going to be really chill, I promise. All right, so section one. Uh, <laughs> why do we believe in the Trinity? So a clue to how to answer this question lies in noticing when Trinity Sunday falls in the church's calendar. Trinity Sunday always comes at the end of the Easter of se- uh, the season of Easter. Right? And that's because I think Trinity is the church's answer to the question. In light of all of this stuff that we've just like whizzed through week by week, who is God? In light of everything that has happened, who is God? So what are some things that have happened? Well, in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus talks directly to the Father, right? Jesus prays, Father, not as I will, but as you will. There are two people in that conversation, Jesus and the Father. But Jesus also claims, whoever has seen me has seen the Father, And at the resurrection, this otherwise utterly blasphemous claim is proven to be true. Jesus is God. So in light of all that has happened, who is God? Last week, Eve did a fantastic job on Pentecost of showing us how the spirit that is poured out on the disciples is the very same God that is revealed consistently in the Old Testament as fire and cloud, 
If you missed it, go listen to it on the YouTubes or the podcasts or the whatevers. So in light of the outpouring of the Spirit, who is God? And if you want to know the church's answer to pretty much any difficult theological question, the best thing to do is to look at how the church worships. And at St. George's and at Holy Trinity Ball Lane, we've recently, in our worship, had 23, 23 awesome baptisms. Yeah. And for each of those people, we baptise them, as we were told in the Bible verse, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So in light of all that has happened, who is God? There is one God, Yahweh, who is three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And we celebrate that because to know this God as Trinity, to be baptized into the community under the name of Trinity and sent out again by the name of Trinity is like a shorthand, it's theological shorthand for everything that has happened. It's a way of celebrating it all at once. It's the new understanding of God that encapsulates everything God has done for us in salvation. But what practical difference does that make? Well, if any of you have studied theology, you might have had an exam question, as I did when I was an undergraduate, that goes something like this. The 18th century German philosopher, Immanuel Kant, famously wrote, taken literally, there's absolutely nothing worthwhile in the practical life that can be made out of the doctrine of the Trinity. Right, that's what Kant said. Kant was wrong. Um, it makes all the practical difference in the world who we believe God is. Let me give you one really clear example. That God is eternally three persons and one God means that God is a community of love. God is not a lonely despot. God is not like how he's often depicted in TV shows of an old white guy in the sky. God's not an impersonal force field, right? God, the Christian God, is a community of love. Therefore, how do we reflect God on earth? Not by ruling, not by being really smart or successful, not by going it alone, but by being community. To be made in the image of God, who is Trinity, is to be made in and for loving relationship. And it gets better. As Trinity, God doesn't just exist as a self-contained community. God's not like a high school clique, right? The Son and the Spirit are always going out from the Father. The technical jargon is eternally proceeding, but always being sent out from the Father, always on a mission. So the Trinity tells us that God is a community that is always expanding, inviting others into it, just as we must be. Does anyone know where the Star Wars joke in the Bible is? It's in a passage from John 17, right? Jesus prays that all of them be one. Oh, it works better in my translation. That's terrible, maybe one. Oh well. Jesus prays that they may be one, 
just as Father, you are in me and I am in you, they may also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Right? It's one of the most, I think, like confusing passages to read sometimes. But I think it's really helpful in this context, right? We are to be one community because God is one. But this isn't just like a reflection at a distance. God's up there being community. We're down here being community. Um, no, Jesus prays that we're down here being in community so that we may be in God. They may be in us. We're part of the same community as the Trinity. We're not just a distant replica of the Trinity. And that's because the Son and the Spirit are sent out, that they may believe that you have sent me. The Father, the Son, and the Spirit are an expanding community. So all in my five minutes I wanted to tell you was that belief in the Trinity matters. God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, and they always have been. It's the shorthand that encapsulates everything God has done for us in salvation. And it is a God who invites us into community and sends us out in an ever-expanding community of love. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the St George's Lead Sermon Podcast. For more talks or information, visit stgs.org.uk.